time. Time is running out. Calling all patriots and lovers of our constitutionally protected, God-given, self-evident, inalienable rights in Tennessee and the United States of America. If you are sickened by the liberty-eroding activities of a government that hates you, then it is time to wake up. If you are fed up with the tyrannical leadership on display by all levels of government, now is the time to listen to your reveille call. If you are equally tired of the political class, the new aristocracy, lying to you in their pursuit of power and control, now is the time to take a stand in the arena. Please welcome your host, Larry Linton, U.S. Navy veteran and candidate for Tennessee House of Representatives to the Liberty Leadership and Lies podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of the Liberty Leadership and Lies podcast. Up in the rotation is the topic of leadership. I'm back from my latest engagement down in West Texas, but already gearing up for the next one. As I have previously mentioned, the next engagement will be my last one for a while, depending on the outcome of the November election. I'm feeling pretty confident about the election now. With the endorsement by the Tennessee Conservative and with interview requests coming in now, the campaign is picking up momentum. Remember, folks, this cannot be accomplished with sheer force of will alone. It will take money, and I am humbly asking you for your donation to my campaign. Every little bit helps. I also want to let you know that I have not accepted any money from the various political action committees, especially the ones that are contributing heavily to my future opponent. I urge all the residents here in District 12 to look up just who my future opponent truly represents by looking at the list of donations he has received so far this election cycle. You can do the same thing for me as well. Friends, family, and former shipmates from my time on active duty are my only contributors. People that are dedicated to the restoration of our constitutional principles, not only in Tennessee, but in the United States of America. I have said this before and I will say it again. Choosing the lesser of two evils is still an evil. The evil of voting along party lines is an evil in our electoral process, second only to not voting at all. Both of those evils are driven by the apathy of the electorate, a condition which the new aristocracy and their useful idiots thoroughly enjoy, because it keeps them in power. For the residents of Sevier County, I want to let you know that because I have chosen to take a stand in the arena, you do have a real choice in this November's election. You can choose between the lesser of two evils, or you can vote for the candidate that will work to restore the foundational principles of our system of self-governance, where all governing power is inherent in we the people. A system where those who are elected to serve in these special positions of trust will no longer ignore the concerns of the constituents and favor the political class that consists of huge money donors and political action committees. You can choose the candidate that has a verifiable record of following an oath to the Constitution. Or, you can stick with the status quo. A benchwarmer that does not fight for individual liberty, but does the bidding of campaign donors that don't reside in this district and the other political action committee addicts in the General Assembly. You can choose the candidate that understands that the chain of command in our Constitutional Republic has the voters in the top leadership position. Not the cronies that live off the government teat in Nashville. When I'm elected, I know that I only answer to the people who put me in office. 
not a political party, not a political hierarchy that has forgotten what it means to be a servant leader. Heck, they probably never understood that in the first place, nor the interest of political action committees or big money donors. I will answer to God Almighty and the voters of District 12 only. Oh, and my wife, of course. But seriously, though, let's start something here in Sevier County that the rest of the state and the nation can look to. We don't have to continue down this path where elected officials do what is best for themselves or for their big money donors, or do the bidding of a political party that no longer has the voters' interests at heart, nor do they have the interest in the system of government set forth in our founding documents. Do you think we would be at this point in our nation's history if the political parties actually believed in the Constitution and its establishment of a central government with limited powers? Absolutely not. We need a return to that form of government if our republic is to survive. If we want to turn away from the steady march towards Marxism that we have been on since that abomination called the 16th Amendment was fraudulently passed by the federal government, if we want to restore federalism in our country to counter the garbage 17th Amendment to our Constitution, my service to the voters of District 12 will not be leadership that hides from the people or leadership that hides from my oath and my responsibilities. But it will be a return of servant leadership to the halls of government. In fact, that is part of the topic for today's show. Leadership and hiding. We'll get to that in a bit, though. Each and every person that contributes to my campaign will be part of the movement to restore accountability to elected office. And every little bit can help. If each of the followers of the podcast and campaign on social media, as well as my friends list on the personal pages, donated something, even if it's just $5, we could really make a difference here. We could be the shot heard around the nation if that were to happen. So head on over to libertyleadershipandlies.com and click on the donate button today. In other campaign news, I am grateful that I was invited to do an in-studio interview yesterday on Joy 620 WRJZ. Thank you to Phil and Bob Bell for inviting me on the morning program there. For those of you that missed the show or would like to hear it, I will post a link to the show archives on my social media pages and the website. I will also put together a special episode of the podcast by the end of the week with the interview and I'll release it. That was a great interview and it won't be the last. As a matter of fact, I will be sitting down with the host of the Biblical Worldview talk show, a Mr. Richard May, this coming Sunday from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. on WETR 760 AM and 92.3 FM in Knoxville. With this much advance notice, I need to ask the audience, especially those that live here in Sevier County, I would like you all to ask your family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers to tune in this Sunday afternoon. Mr. May and myself will discuss all things related to my campaign as well as this podcast. I firmly believe that the more people know about who I am and what I represent, the better positioned I will be in order to win this election. So, moving on though, I believe I must provide you all an update on Bill. He underwent his fourth surgery in five weeks this past Monday, and all indications are that it went well. He is healing nicely, and we are all so thankful for your prayers. We often discuss God's timing in our lives and how sometimes it goes unnoticed. Well, God's timing was completely evident in my family with my brother's medical situation. You see, him and I have been trying to convince our mom to finally retire at the age of 75 
and moved closer to one of her three sons. Of course, she balked because she is a true force of nature. She is always go, go, go. In fact, Denise nicknamed her the Tasmanian Devil this weekend because she never stopped moving. She's got the drive and energy of a person at least half her age, if not half my age. Anyway, after our pop passed away, she moved to the top of a mountain, as we affectionately refer to her cabin in western North Carolina, and refused to retire until finally giving in earlier this year. It took some convincing to do that, let me tell you. Well, she decided to stay in North Carolina and move closer to Bill. In fact, just a few minutes from his house. That was in May of this year. July comes around and Bill suffers from this terrible medical condition and Mom, who happens to be an extraordinary nurse, just happens to be close to him and has been the best patient advocate anybody could ever wish for. We believe that Bill has made such incredible progress in his recovery only because Mom has been by his side the entire time and the prayers of friends and family. So, isn't God's timing wonderful? I will keep you all up to date on his progress. I believe that I have convinced him to use his law degree and help me draft legislation once I'm elected to the General Assembly in November. As an added bonus to Denise and I visiting my brother and mother this past weekend, we also had the opportunity to attend our church's Greensboro campus. We had a great time worshiping with our fellow Pathways Church members from that campus and got to meet a whole bunch of great people. Denise, Mom, and I were welcomed with open arms and made to feel like part of the family immediately. A few of the men there asked if I would be attending the men's retreat we have scheduled in the fall so we could catch up again. Of course, I will be there barring any unforeseen circumstances that call me out of town. I'm already registered, and I'm looking forward to a great weekend of fellowship and iron sharpening iron. I also want to remind the audience here in Sevier County that this is the last week for early voting. The last report put out by the Election Commission is showing a not-so-surprising number of people that have already participated in early voting. Through the 23rd of July, only 954 people have participated here in Sevier County. This could mean one of two things. The first thing is that most voters will show up on Election Day, which is not what I believe will be happening. What I think is happening is that the apathy of the electorate is setting in especially given the very limited choices in Sevier County with most of the positions running as unopposed. This is what happens when people do not step into the arena and participate in our system of self-governance. This August primary election will probably be the same as many other non-presidential year election cycles. This has to change people. More candidates and more participation is what we need or our republic slides further into Marxism. So get out there and vote please. Well, now let's get into leadership and leadership in hiding. We'll leave that national poop show alone this week on this topic. We already know how good basement Biden is at hiding from the public, changing the definition of terms such as vaccinated, gender, and now this week, what constitutes a recession. We'll focus on the General Assembly here in Tennessee, as well as the Sevier County Board of Education. Let's begin with an outstanding product put out by the Tennessee Conservative. It's called the Rhino Report, spelled R-I-N-O, meaning Republicans in name only. It is labeled as a conservative's best guide for finding political truth in Tennessee. This report is packed full of facts that focuses specifically on representatives in the Republican Party, which you all know, if you are a regular listener to this podcast, 
is a corrupt party here in Tennessee. You can actually count on the Democrats, the communists, to propose legislation and vote like the communists they are, 100% of the time. On the other hand, the supermajority of Republicans in the General Assembly, they're not so reliable. In fact, they can be counted on to not propose legislation or vote like conservatives all the time. They are reliably unreliable. The Rhino Report has awarded the title of Rhino Legislators of the Year to Representative Patsy Hazelwood in the House of Representatives and to Lieutenant Governor Senator Randy McNally in the Senate. I'm sure they are pretty proud of that award, too, because weak Republicans are proud of that most dangerous word to liberty in the realm of politics, bipartisanship. Never forget when a political body, be it at local, state, or national level, uses that term in describing legislation or policies, it means the people's liberties are being attacked. Anybody elected to office, to a position of special trust, must be partisan when it comes to principles, their oaths, and fidelity to their constituents. When they start throwing out that word, bipartisan, it means they have compromised their principles, or their oaths, or the fidelity to their constituents. 100% of the time. The top five rhinos in the House contains a name we should all know. We discussed him last week. Representative Mark White, the chairman of the House Education Committee. Putting two and two together, you can now understand why the education situation in our state is in such terrible shape. A rhino that is beholden to special interest groups, political action committees, and public sector unions that will not fight for our state's children. On the Senate side, their top five rhinos have a couple of names on that list that have had their infamy discussed on this program in the past. They would be Senators Gardenhire and Briggs. You should all look at who donates to their campaigns. Very interesting stuff in there that aligns with how they vote. These rhinos are hiding whenever they use that word bipartisan and when describing their pretended pieces of legislation. Hiding behind that word so they do not endanger the flow of special interest and PAC money that they have become addicted to. The names of the top executive branch rhinos should come as no surprise to many of the listeners here. Topping that list is our esteemed Trans-Publican Governor Bill Lee, the Chief Executive Usurper of Liberty in the Volunteer State. Coming in right behind him is Dr. Penny Schwen, Tennessee's Education Commissioner. The California transplant that has been placed in charge of Tennessee's public, I mean, government education system. Some of what the rhinos have delivered while hiding behind the term bipartisanship is House Bill 2309 and its companion Senate Bill 2464. That piece of legislation bought and paid for by special interest groups and PACs that do not have the citizens' best interests at heart, paved the way for non-U.S. citizens to obtain professional and commercial licenses here in Tennessee. So it just serves as another lure for more illegal immigration and diluting the liberties of actual citizens. It's a violation of their oaths right there, don't you think? How about the rhinos killing House Bill 2222 and his companion Senate Bill 2264 that would have given local law enforcement the authority to enforce already existing federal law to arrest anyone transporting, 
harboring, facilitating the transport of illegal aliens in Tennessee. Our favorite transpublican, Senator Todd Gardenhire, played a key role in defeating that bill in committee. And why wouldn't he? Remember, he played a significant role in the Biden administration's middle-of-the-night illegal alien plane flights and busloads full of illegal immigrants right into his district, right to a location where some of the illegal aliens faced more predatory action by child sex abusers, right there in his district. Look at who contributes to his campaign and how those organizations contribute to the flood of illegal immigrants into our nation and our state. I could go on and on about the Rhino Report, but you should really go to the Tennessee Conservative and download your own copy. You can see how hiding behind the word bipartisan is enabling the new aristocracy in Nashville to erode our liberty and drain us of our sweat equity. But we'll be moving on to the Sevier County Board of Education now. Do you think that Chairman McClure has answered my questions yet? Of course he hasn't. But the Board of Education has responded to other parents and their requests for an open forum with parents that would facilitate an actual exchange of dialogue between the elected officials and their employers, we, the citizens, the taxpayers of Sevier County. Parents had hand-delivered this request to the Board of Education at the May meeting this year. It took the board two months to respond to this request, and they did it in their usual way. They hid behind an employee of the school district and did not respond directly. Yep, they sent Mr. Tony Ogle out to be their face. Mind you, Tony Ogle has not been on any ballot or voted into any office by the citizens here in Sevier County. Yet he is the one that typically responds to the taxpayers and parents. Now, if there ever was leadership in hiding, it is the cowards of the Sevier County Board of Education. That's right, I'm calling you cowards and traitors. But you know, they're not hiding behind words like bipartisanship and the like. They are actually just hiding. Hiding behind people that refuse to follow the instructions of their employers. The gall of the Board of Education responding to the taxpayers and parents through an unelected and unappointed intermediary. It is well past time for some grassroots activism here in Sevier County. Mr. Ogle's high opinion of himself and his position within the school district, as well as his relationship with the Board of Education, is very apparent in his response. The opening line states this, quote, After discussion with Mrs. Husky and the school board members, I am writing you to let you know that we, yes, he used the word we, will not hold a public forum. First of all, Mr. Ogle, nowhere in the request to the members of the Board of Education and Interim Superintendent Husky was your name even mentioned. There should be no we in your response. I think that I speak for the rest of the concerned taxpayers and citizens that we would prefer not to interact with an unelected and unappointed lackey. We, meaning the taxpayers and parents, we want to interact directly with the people we elected and the appointed interim superintendent. You, Mr. Ogle, can politely stay away from any such meetings because you are an intermediary whose opinion is no longer required and certainly not desired. 
Mr. Ogle goes on to explain in his response how this has already been dealt with. How has it been dealt with? They've only sat there at these board meetings in stoic silence, never responding to their employers. They are hiding. They are cowards. There will be more to follow on this situation, ladies and gentlemen, rest assured. But the takeaway from this week's message on leadership and hiding is this. Only we, the people, can force them out of hiding. Failing to hold them accountable for generations now has allowed this elitism to set in. Elitism that they believe allows them to let a low-level functionary, yes, you, Mr. Tony Ogle, you are a low-level functionary. We don't want to hear from you. But this elitism has allowed them to use this low-level functionary to be the voice that speaks for them to us, their employers. Ladies and gentlemen, we all have to take a stand especially in the arena of what the government is putting into our children's heads. A couple of my priorities when elected to the General Assembly will be getting two key pieces of legislation passed. The first one will be making recall elections for any member of the Board of Education available to every county in our state. The second one will be to ensure that every county's Board of Education has policies that ensure parents direct involvement in the vetting and approval of all curriculums in the vetting and approval of anything that their children are exposed to in these so-called public schools. By direct, I don't mean putting out a social media post asking for help or by putting a note in their children's backpack to send home with. No, I mean that parents and taxpayers that actually show up to these meetings are part of the approval process. It is time to make sure these runaway boards of education can no longer hide behind school district functionaries. That is why I need your votes to get to Nashville. I'm sure you can tell by now this board of education stuff has got me really fired up. This is the level of government that is closest to we the people. This is the level of government that is not educating our children, but indoctrinating our children. They are indoctrinating our children Heck, not with the help, but the direction of these public sector unions that are bent on the destruction of the family unit. These public sector unions that are installing government as the creator and savior of the people. They are warping our children's minds. They are sexualizing them. They are putting curriculum that is divisive and corrosive into their heads. They are exposing them to materials that are completely inappropriate for children. We all need to get this fixed. And the only way to fix it is by standing in the arena and taking an active part in our system of self-governance. I need your help, ladies and gentlemen. We need to get to Nashville and fix this. But I'm going to close out this week with this wisdom from God's Word. And it comes to us from Proverbs 10, 18. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. Not only do our elected officials hide from us personally, they hide from us their hatred of us and what we the people represent. They both hate and fear us. The new aristocracy, which includes members of the local government such as boards of education, hate the fact that they actually work for us and they work hard to circumvent our control at every turn. And because they hate that fact and hate that they have to fear us, 
they turn themselves into liars. Mr. Tony Ogle's response to the voters and parents here in Sevier County is again another slap in the face. Remember, he called us all conspiracy theorists. They lie about us and they lie to us. In doing so, in engaging in this slander, they are making themselves into fools. Puppets for the ultimate rulers in the new aristocracy. Those that dwell in our states and our nation's capitals. We have allowed this to go on long enough. In fact, too long. It is time to regain control of an out-of-control government and restore it to its proper role. Its very limited proper role. We can do that by sending me and people like me that believe in our constitutional republic to the halls of government. And it doesn't just end with that. It continues with the people, the voters, holding those elected officials they send to government, myself included, accountable to the oaths we swear. The only way to peaceably do that is by active participation in our system of self-governance. That means that those of you that do regularly vote must work to get those people who do not regularly vote to get them to the voting booth every election cycle. Use whatever legal means possible to get the apathetic to show up and vote. Offer to drive them yourself or hold election day cookouts. I don't care, but get every legal voter in your neighborhood and your community to show up at the polls and vote. If you are a leader of any large organization, be it a church, a business, a nonprofit, any organization, you need to use your position to encourage everyone to vote. Reading and understanding our Christian-based founding principles is almost as important as reading our Bibles every day. Encourage people of faith to take that stand in the arena by participating in our self-governance. There's nobody coming to our rescue but ourselves, and it will take every single one of us. Working together, standing firm on our founding principles, and rooting out the current crop of leadership that is hiding from their duties, hiding from their oaths, and hiding from their constituents. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Reveille, it's time to wake up.